On the Healthy Human Revolution podcast, Dr. Lori Marbus interviews nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests whose informative and inspiring stories will empower you with the knowledge to transform your life and health. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marbus, and today I'm so honored to welcome Mateo, who's the co-founder of Eight Sleep. How are you, sir? Very good. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And we are going to cover a really important topic of sleep, but also some of the solutions that you have you know, created with your wife, who's also a co-founder of Eight Sleep. And I'm super excited. So maybe we could just kind of start with your story of how did you get interested in sleep? Yeah, I mean, I, I was the the typical entrepreneur working very long hours. At the same time, I have always been an athlete in, in my life and I come from a family of athletes. So I always look into performance. And so this is my third company. I had two previous companies. And so while, while I was getting out and selling the, the previous one, I started wondering why Elon Musk is taking me to Mars, but I still spend a third of my life on a piece of dumb foam. Uh, why there is no technology? <laughs> enhancing my recovery and my sleep and and that is how everything started oh wow i i love that <laughs> i might have yeah. to steal that <laughs> um fantastic so as far as quality of sleep what how did you de decide that you wanted to start your next company i love i love the entrepreneurial spirit i myself have started to two other companies as well. It's, 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 it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. um, how did you decide to build a mattress, especially the, the smart? Tell us a little bit about Eight Sleep and it's kind of how it, it was in, started. Yeah, so we wanted to build a device that you don't have to wear. The reason is people don't like to wear anything in general. You don't want to add a, an obligation to people, mm. so in particular while they are sleeping, right? People don't want to wear an Apple Watch or any wearable while they're asleep, in particular if they sleep on the side because they put their hand underneath the pillow. Uh, we want it to be seamless. We want it to be magical, meaning you don't change your habits. You keep going to bed as you did last night, but then tomorrow morning you wake, you wake up feeling more refreshed first, and probably we will be able to let you know something about your health or your sleep but you didn't change anything. This just magically happened. And actually the, the word magical is a word that our customers use a lot. Because again, they didn't change anything, but things are just happening for them. So, and when you say you can tell them information in the morning, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, so there are two core functions of, of the pod. It's called the pod, our technology, and it comes in the form factor of a mattress, or a cover that can retrofit any mattress. You can buy one or the other. And there are two core features. The first one is thermoregulation. So the bed can adjust the temperature for you as you sleep to improve your sleep performance. <clears throat> and we can talk more about that. And second, the, the bed comes with embedded sensors. Imagine that you are substantially sleeping on a stethoscope. It's like going to the doctor and the doctor is putting the stethoscope on your back. And we track everything about your heart rate, heart rate at rest and HRV, everything about your respiration. So in the future, we will see snoring and sleep apnea and everything about your sleep. How long did you sleep? What time did you fall asleep? Wake up, toss and turns, wake up in the middle of the night, things like that. Okay. And because you use the same the product, right? Every single day, 
to, to just go to bed every single day, we see um, very easily trends. And so we can let you know that this week you're sleeping 10% better than the previous week, or that this week you are tossing and turning more than the previous. And you can create correlations on your own, or if you let the, our device be integrated with Apple Health, we can see, for example, if you train yesterday through Apple Health and tell you, look, and this is something we are seeing, all the times that you train, you fall asleep 13% slower. Hmm. Try to train earlier in the morning. And that is how we help you improve your sleep. Awesome. So that is really fascinating. So when you talk about thermoregulation, can you describe how does that actually help your sleep? And because especially as, as I'll be 50 in a few weeks, this entering this phase of menopause, women, this yeah. is a really tough subject um, to overcome because it's one of the major complaints that I see with my patients. So how, how does that help that? Yeah. So there are different use cases. The first one is people just sleeping hot, feeling hot. And uh, so they want to sleep in a cold environment. Otherwise they sweat or they just don't get quality sleep. Second, 50% of the couples, they fight around temperature at night. Mm -hmm. The reason is temperature is very personal. It can change based on gender, based on age, based on body fat, uh, based on if you train or not that day. Then there are pregnant women uh, that sometimes they feel hot at night. And then there are women in menopause. And then there is a fifth category that is athletes. So mm -hmm. cooling can help you recover faster. The bottom line is this, your body temperature changes continuously during the day, including the night. And so when you hear people saying, oh, you should sleep at 68 degrees because that is the optimal temperature, that is wrong. Meaning 68 degrees could be right for 20 minutes of your night. But as your body temperature changes, that should change as well. What our device does is it keeps changing the temperature during the night. And usually it helps to drop the, the temperature in the mid, at the beginning of the night while you are in deep sleep. It moves it to thermoneutrality while you are in REM. And then it wakes you up with heating or cooling based on your preference. But in short terms, it will help you to fall asleep faster get more deep and REM and wake up more refreshed. Wow. Okay. So now why would different temperatures, how is cooling effect an athlete? Because I do have a lot of very active people. Um, how does cooling help you? Is it recover or is it just because of the deeper sleep that allows you to recover better or what exactly is going on there? Yeah. So it can play a couple of different effects. The first one is deep sleep, which is the one who has the stronger impact on, on your body while instead of REM, is usually more impactful on, on your brain and your mind. Um, and second, it can help with inflammations. Um, and in general, usually athletes, they have a, a faster and accelerated metabolism. And so they need a colder place to hmm. sleep in. Okay. So then is there other things that you also help with? Um, is there things that maybe people should do to get ready for sleep? Um, any and of those suggestions with your technology or the app? I mean, it's just because like you said, you yeah. connect to Apple Health, what would some of those be? Yeah, so there, are, there could be things you can do with our product and things if you want to talk about it, I just do in general because it's, it's, it's good sleep hygiene. With our product, there is a, we also offer content. And so that includes meditation program, um, breathing program, and also white noise. 
And so you can go, there is also yoga or some stretching exercises. So these are things that you could do to wind down, let's say an hour before going to bed, to just start decompressing. Um, I personally always do the stretching part. I, I like that a lot. Maybe I'm still watching something and I do that. Um, but also the, the general uh, breathing works really well on me or meditation. Then there are sleep hygiene things that I do or you could do from melatonin, uh, magnesium. I have restless legs, so I, I take magnesium. Uh, magnesium should help you relax your, your muscles. Um, I do hot and cold shower before going to bed, a couple of hours before. I do 10 times, 30 seconds hot, 30 seconds cold. Uh, that creates a sort of micro thermal shock to my body and it helps me relax. It works pretty well. Um, I use these um, boots created by a company called Normatech that we mm -hmm. sell, and they are recovery boots for your legs. That helps me with restless legs. It creates pressure substantially on your tissues uh, and increase the blood circulation. Um, and then I use um, blue wave glasses uh, to just protect myself from uh, uh, blue light. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the compression, that's actually very common with um, runners and athletes. My husband has some yeah. that <laughs> after he's running. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they, he does in the hospital for years um, to help mm. decrease clots and things like that for people who couldn't or bedridden. Um, cool. And then as far as um, the different products, so you can take your mattress, you can put a cover over your current mattress and then you have the mattress itself. Do you have any travel products? Because I imagine, well, not to not now right now, it's such a big deal, but as people are traveling, I'm sure they can become accustomed to sleeping on an amazing mattress or have an experience what can they do when someone is out of the home? Yeah, it's a good question. And I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. So the, the biggest aha moment for our customers is the first time they travel. Because most of us, they are, they are not used to thermoregulation before. And so when they buy, it's almost like a bet. Okay, I have heard several people saying it's great. You start using it and it, it becomes so natural that after some time, let's say a week, you almost don't notice, it's just there with you. But the first time that you travel is when you miss it because your damp bed starts becoming warmer and warmer with the body heat dissipation. And so they start waking up at 2 a.m. feeling super hot because the bed is not helping them anymore. Uh, so we, want, we will figure it out how to help them when they travel, we didn't yet. But there is nothing portable yet, but sooner or later we will do it. Yes, you definitely, that would be, I think, very important. Um, and then this, I'm really curious about just the, the, the idea and how kind of your personal story as far as like entrepreneurships and stuff like that to kind of in this realm, were your other companies also health related? No, they were in renewable energy, in particular in solar. And I started the first company in Europe and I sold it. And then I came in the US and I replicated the same business model and, and that company got acquired. We were developing large solar plants. So still something good for the world, more for the climate. And now instead something good for your health. Good for the human. So humans can do better work during the day. Yeah. Excellent. And so as far as um, when you start something like this, I mean, what I have run is just the healthy human revolution stuff or just online stuff. 
you know, but also running a telemedicine company, it's a challenge. So, but this is a physical product with really serious technology and you ship around the world. I mean, you're in several countries, like 50, I've seen, or 46. There's, I saw two different numbers, but how do you deal with that? Um, like, how do you even begin to do something like in the physical products sector? Yeah, so our little companies are tough, right? Are hard. Yes. Um, because <laughs> first you need to, so first in hardware, you cannot iterate as, as fast as in software, right? Mm -hmm. And second, the timeline to develop a product, it takes a long time, six, nine, 12 months if you're really fast. But most of the times to release a new product is an 18 month project. Wow. Um, and then you have all the QA issues, right? So let's say you discover a bug or a problem, but a physical problem on the device, once you have already built thousands, that has major financial implications. So you really need to surround yourself with experts. Uh, yeah. It's not something that you learn overnight. And so we have an amazing VP of hardware. We have an amazing hardware team. And then once you have the hardware, you need to build all the ops because then you need to be able to ship. You need to be able to refurbish. You need to be able to replace the units. You need customer support. And um, yeah, so th that was something new for me as a CEO, but it seems Absolutely. So I'm sure the mattress did help you sleep when you were busy and I call it monkey mind. I have so many patients who come in and they just can't sleep because they're worried about things or their kids, you know, everyone's kids are at home <laughs> homeschooling yeah. or they're worried about their jobs or are working. Um, it's a tough time. And so I imagine people who are blessed to have your product would be super engaged and looking forward to sleep. <laughs> um, yeah. Is, are there, and you mentioned um, other experts. So who did you reach out to for like the research? Cause I mean, the, I mean, I'm just thinking about the technology that you're describing and just, you'd have to have a good understanding of the human body and the actual sleep research and showing certain um, activities to be very helpful. Who did you reach out for that? And what did they teach you? Like, what have you learned in this whole process about sleep or anything that you can glean for us? Yeah, so we created very early on a scientific advisory board. And so we have professors from Harvard, from Stanford, for, uh, from Mount Sinai and from UPenn. And each of them has a different type of expertise. One of them is a major expert in uh, thermoregulation, um, human thermoregulation. Another one is an expert in uh, um, CBDI, so cognitive behavioral therapy uh, for mm -hmm. insomnia. Another one is an expert in uh, sleep studies and he's you know, the, the, the lead in a sleep clinic. And then another one is a general expert about sleep research. So we really, we can really have access to the best information in each of these four segments as needed. I think what we give back to them and the reason why they were excited to, to join us outside the vision is the amount of data that we collect for sleep is something that probably has not been collected in, in the past 20 years, right? We collect five terabytes of health data per day. Wow. And that number grows 10, 20% month over month, right? So um, we have several thousands people sleeping on our devices. And so the aggregated data, it's something both health and sleep, it's something so invaluable for, for research and for studies and for medicine that hopefully will transform the, the, the future.
future of health. Wow, has there been any research published or have they started getting any preliminary data or seeing trends or specific information that might be helpful? So we are running three clinical studies um, and there are two with the sleep clinic where um, patients are going in, in the clinic and they just use a polysomnograph and all you know, the, the typical machinery for a sleep study. And at the same time, they sleep on the pod. And so this is really valuable for them, obviously, to assess the, our accuracy and for us to collect truth data that then we use to train our machine learning algos. Then we are also doing another one with a major hospital um, about AFib. And uh, we were able to pick the first episode of AFib with our device, obviously compared to a medical grade device. Right. But our vision is in the future, we will be able to see first if you're getting sick in advance because your heart rate at rest are going up a couple of days in advance. Second, we, we see arrhythmia. Um, it's, it's not shared with customers yet, but we see it in the back end. So it's something we can develop over time. We can see AFib and we will be able to see sleep apnea. So we will be a seamless way for you to monitor sleep apnea without wearing a CPAP machine. Obviously, the CPAP machine solves the, 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 the air issue. We don't do that. But if you have light or mild um, apnea, or if you just don't know if you have apnea, our device in the future uh, might be able to help. So how does, okay, now this is where the technical stuff comes in. So you're laying down and you're detecting heart rate, heart rate variability, breathing, sleep apnea, I'm assuming pulse oximeter type stuff. How does that do that just on a mattress that I'm, I'm assuming is a sheet between me and the, <laughs> the cover? Yeah. I mean, how does that is, I don't know, maybe that's technology you won't share, but how that's rather no, intriguing. It's, it's <laughs> a technology called uh, um, ballistocardiography. And okay. it uses these sensors that are called piezo sensors. And they work exactly like a stethoscope. Right. Okay. And so imagine that there is a machine learning model applied to a stethoscope. And so as you lie over the bed through your chest, you are able to pick vibrations, which is the respiration. Mm. And also we can pick your heart rate as much as you could do if you were putting your, your, your hands okay. on your neck. Right. It's exactly the same concept. It's just technology doing it instead than a human. Um, and um, we can be extremely accurate. And our technology, the ballistocardiography and the piezo sensors, they have, they existed for 20 years now. So it's not that piece that we reinvented. The, the great piece was to take it to mass consumer, to be Wi-Fi connected and run machine learning in the cloud. But the hardware technology itself already existed and is already proven to be extremely accurate also at the, the hospital level or respiration or some of these functions. That's fantastic. So has there been anything from your customers or any uh, fun or really um, standout stories from people who are sleeping on your mattress or your device? Yeah, so a couple. Um, one, it was about a person who had two panic attacks in the middle of the night. Obviously, when you have these attacks, the last thing you, you, you look at is the time or, or other data. But with our data, she was able to go back to the doctor and say, okay, this happened this day at this time for this length. This is what happened to my heart rate. Mm -hmm. um, 
a couple of moms, they reach out to see if we can help them with um, epileptic attacks. Oh, it's wow. not something we cover. So it's something they thought about on their own. But they say, look, my kid has this type of attacks. Maybe with your device, I could monitor things or I could be notified in real time because based on my understanding, I'm not an expert, but some of these attacks happen in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And so obviously they're not there with the kid and they're worried. And so a notification would be extremely valuable for them. Um, and then a couple of people, they through HRV and heart rate arrest, they saw that there was something going uh, in the wrong direction, meaning that they were getting sick. Um, and so heart rate started, heart rate arrest started going up uh, for four days in a row. And then the fourth day they were, they had the flu. Wow. So when, when I hear things like that, I think of a few different places. Have you thought of, you know, creating one for infants and for, in cribs and, you know, SIDS, a sudden infant death syndrome. I mean, I can see that technology being life-saving for those type of individuals or things that could happen or in even hospitals um it's like an extra set of eyes and ears <laughs> to monitor yeah. a patient yeah i mean it's, it's part of our roadmap i think uh, we need to to reach and prove our accuracy sure. but in some of these cases maybe even if you're 90 percent accurate and not 100 percent, you can st start delivering value because right. there are people that are risking you know, their, their life. Think even, and again, you're the doctor, so you, you tell me <laughs> free to correct me, but some of the strokes, they tend to happen in the early morning. Mm. Um, but so can we see, can we start seeing any change in how your heart rate behaves during the night to sort of predict what might happen during the day? You know, One of our employees, she, she lost the dad suddenly because of a heart rate attack. Um, he was not sleeping on our product, but what I'm trying to say is, can we help people like that and right. save lives? That is what may, would make our work much more meaningful. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I could see integration with diabetes because I'm already using remote monitoring technology for my diabetics so with monitoring yeah. their blood sugars. You can see literally the 24 hours. And the, as a physician, I love the data because it allows me to see trends and things that we need to do to help with their health. But I can only imagine the sleep health because I really feel sleep, well, especially as a physician, because you go to medical school. I had three little kids who went to medical school. And so they were, my daughter's about to finish medical school. So it's been a while, but you sacrifice sleep, right? And so it'd be really interesting to see that this type of technology teaching our physicians the value and really, because nobody ever talks, it's rare um, that physicians would talk to someone about sleep other than, oh, here's a pill go to sleep, but we don't talk about the different stages of sleep. Maybe you could refresh us on the different stages of sleep and how that looks, or maybe even how you even also came up with eight sleep, I'm assuming eight hours, but is there anything there specific um, that maybe someone can understand what does it mean for quality of sleep and yeah. what isn't considered? Maybe they think they slept, but they really haven't slept well. <laughs> yeah, so let me start from, from our uh, vision, which is pretty bold, but so how, how are, we see the future um, based on two pillars. One, we want to compress sleep, and that is where the eight sleep as a name comes from. And so we have an hypothesis, um, which is not fully proven yet, but we have strong assumptions where we believe we might be able to compress sleep 
Um, right now, the, the suggested time is seven to nine hours, but we all know that around 50% of the time that we spend asleep is light sleep. And your deep sleep is really 20% ish. It could be slightly above or below, and REM is in the same range, maybe slightly above that. The part of light sleep is mainly a part where you transition in between the different, you know, sleep circles that are usually 90 minutes. And so what if we could make your sleep more efficient to compress light sleep while maintaining deep and REM the same or even expanding them? Hmm. That, that is a dream vision that we have. Uh, it's something that doesn't exist. But at the same time, if you use first principles, there is no reason to absolutely say that that is not possible. And that is what we want to achieve. The second thing we want to achieve is even if you sleep six hours instead of eight, getting the same rest just in with two hours less, it's still six hours, which is a meaningful amount of time. What if we could transform your bed in a medical grade device that checks your health every single day? What if in, the, in our bed in three years, there is an ultrasound and the ultrasound could scan your body on a regular basis and detect certain type of diseases, right? Maybe in the future beds, they will have also a ceiling and so you will be able to really do a full scan of your body. We need to find a technology that can do it daily, not X-ray clearly, but there are other types of technology and new types of technology have been built. But the beauty of the bed is the size, right? We have right. a big size, so we can embed any sort of sensor. It has a high purchase price, which means that even if a sensor costs us 300 bucks, we can do it. You couldn't do it in a Fitbit because it costs 99 to the consumer. Right. And second, you spend a lot of time without moving because in REM you don't move. And so that is the perfect time to scan your body. And when you wake up, give you information that you can share with your doctor in real time. Mm. That's really cool. <laughs> now I'm thinking of all these things of uh, with the sleep. I, I it really makes, you know, thinking about as a physician making recommendations for sleep, it, ours just seems so anemic compared to what could be, you know, it's like the first time you wear a smartwatch, you're just so astounded by all the information, but now it's just like, it's a whole nother world with the yeah. sleep. <laughs> and I, I think mean, this data will enhance uh, the work of people like you, of all these physicians, because then we need the, the, the real people to inter give an interpretation to this data but being able to collect this data seamlessly every single day is what will unlock the future of predictive health. Yeah, I mean, I, I see you needing, so for example, when I have my patients wear uh, continuous glucose monitors, it's a simple example, I can log on to an app and I can see all the patients and I just click on them and I see instantly up to the last hour what their blood sugars are. I can see that almost being like your regular family doc you're going in saying, doc, I can't sleep, but I, you know, here's my eight sleep <laughs> information, my pot information. And you can look at that and just like, oh, well, this is what's going on. We need to do this and this. And so you can really give very good prescription advice or whatever to help people sleep. And if you get a bunch of people sleeping better, well, what could happen? <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine even you know, everything that we can do almost 50% of adults now they were not getting less sleep than what they needed. Now with COVID probably things on, at least on that side they are improving because on our data people are sleeping more. Um, but I think most of the times it's still really people don't think that they can talk to the doctor about 
their sleep or they just wait for their sleep to be a, a, incredibly bad, like mm. with sleep apnea. So what if we could you know, move that sort of recommendation much earlier in the process and people like you and physicians can have data sooner and just recommend uh, small behavioral changes that could improve their sleep quality. We all know what better sleep means for your health, from blood pressure to insulin resistance to the development of certain diseases over time. All those things could be hopefully mitigated. Yeah, I mean, that's really, I, I think of also the circadian rhythm. So if I have night shift workers, they have a lot harder time getting a good sleep. Well, one, because life doesn't happen at for everybody at night. So they're having daytime and stuff. Have you found that, I don't know, have you had anybody, maybe you had some physicians or nurses or someone in that field who maybe have changing schedules um, that has that benefited someone who's trying to adjust to different time zones with sleep or different times that they're awake and need to go back to sleep? Is anything like that? So we didn't work with any physician on that yet. We have seen some customers reaching out uh, because you know they 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 have these type of works, um, and so we would be super interested to to help this mm. this segment of the population because there are more people than probably what we 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 think. Um, it could also be doctors, right? As you were probably yes. saying. So how can we help all these people to maximize their recovery uh, and to be at their peak energy? Then doesn't matter if it's an athlete, if it's a mom, or if it's a doctor. We, we have this concept inside the company, we call them everyday athletes. Mm -hmm. And and so our people like this, they are not professional athletes, but they are at the peak of their uh, profession. Mm. And we want to unlock their full potential to better sleep. Right, and then, well then I think also about kids and teenagers and just the value of their sleep as they're growing and you know, learning all these different things. It's just so very important because I know the difference between not getting sleep 40 hour shifts <laughs> to the time that you can get a full night's sleep. It's just, it's just a very different experience. Um, do you have any specific problems that you find that people are overlooking? Like when they're trying to go to sleep or stay asleep or anything that you have learned with all this experience that you have to help people, maybe they fall asleep. Okay. But they just keep waking up at a certain time. Have you guys, or maybe talking to your experts, cause that seems to be a really common problem that I've run into is I can go to sleep. Okay. Dr. Marvis, but I wake up at 2 AM every night and I can't fall asleep for three hours. Anything there at all? Is it temperature? Is it something else? Yeah. So a couple of things. So the first one is outside sleep medical disorders the biggest factor impacting sleep quality is temperature, big mm. time. And that's why we pick temperature first, but our idea is to control the whole environment, light, noise, humidity, even oxygen in the future. You know, if athletes sleeping in uh, um, altitude tents, we are mm. gonna do that. Uh, temperature oh, wow. was the first one to, to start with. And the reasons are a couple. Some people really sleep hot. Some people, they have their own metabolism. But one of the simplest reasons is partners, they have different preferences. And so they can find what is good for you is not good for me. And they find a compromise and then no one is happy. <laughs> but instead, our product has different temperature settings for each side of the bed. And okay. so you can sleep super cold. I can sleep super hot. So temperature is the biggest, even because changes during the night. Then, for example, in my case, I have, as I was telling you, restless legs. 
Right. And there is this weird effect where I fall asleep very easily. I wake up always one hour after I felt asleep, but like to the minute. Wow. Every single night, that is when I have restless legs. And then I can have it other times during the night sometimes, but if I have it, and I have it probably 60, 70% of the night, is one hour after I felt asleep. I don't know how it works, it's to the minute. Um, then the last one is mind racing, right? So right. that is usually for, for uh, a lot of you know, professionals, so adults working hard, they wake up in the middle of the night, so they fall asleep, they were sleeping, they wake up in the middle of the night and their mind starts racing mm -hmm. and they can't fall asleep because they keep thinking. And so that is where sleep hygiene, like getting out of your bed and doing something else helps. That is where some of our content like meditation or breathing helps. Mm -hmm. We have seen customers using YouTube and looking for very boring videos. And they just try to watch some of these videos until when their, you know, their, their mind stops racing. Right, right. That is, uh, yeah. So there's a few things that I found that have helped. Yoga Nidra is... Uh, it's like that sleep guided meditation. A friend, a yeah. friend of mine got me on that. I was like, okay, this is, this is pretty cool. <laughs> he was actually an addiction psychiatrist and he mm -hmm. kind of used that as part of his apps. Um, and then the other thing was just journaling and writing down. Okay, like, okay, I'm going to worry about this tomorrow. And it seems to help turn off the monkey mind, but um, that is really cool. So then you also sell a variety of other things that you on your site you had mentioned the like compression devices, but I also saw the little, the beating, my husband has one, so I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a little hammer thing to beat on yep. muscles and stuff. And then a yeah. few other things. And also you mentioned there's melatonin and magnesium and lavender. Can we speak to that a little bit? Um, as far as like, why did you choose those? I mean, I understand the supplementation, yeah. but, and then maybe a little bit of the science and maybe something that would be something, someone who maybe is not ready to dive into the mattress, but they could start, you know, looking at other things that you offer. Yeah. So when we think of eight sleep, we, we, we call ourselves the, the first sleep fitness company. And the reason is we, we don't think of sleep like just, oh, this is my bed and this is my bed sheets. But it's really about this concept of, okay, what products exist in the world that can really enhance my sleep performance? And so obviously we build our technology, comes in the bed or a cover that can retrofit any bed. But then there are other things that you can try. And they will, it's not that all of them, they work for everyone. Everyone, mm -hmm. each of us is different and sleep is very personal. And so you need to try your own things. So for example, there is the massage gun, right? For message to massage yourself. And so that works really well. For example, for me, I use it on my hips and on my legs. But in particular, I do a lot of mobility exercises and I like to use it before going to bed on the hips while I do some of the stretching that I was telling you. Mm. And there are supplements. There is melatonin. Uh, I, use it, I use it from time to time. I try to avoid using it every single day because I don't want to create any sort of dependency. But few nights, in particular, if my mind is racing or maybe on Friday night that I know that I can take the Saturday easier. Um, there is magnesium because it should help relax your, your, your body. But then there are a lot of other even more basic things. So for example, I use earplugs when I sleep. My bedroom is quiet, but I really wanna sleep in, you know, with no noise to have no interference with my brain. Mm -hmm. uh, blackout curtains, 
light has a huge impact on you, in particular if the light comes in early in the morning, it starts waking you up and so you don't get the deep or REM. And temperature in the bedroom, obviously the pod solves most of it, but if you don't have the pod, how can you take care of, a of the temperature in your bedroom? And for you, I was telling you about the showers, mm. right? To me yeah. that is, yeah. Actually, uh, today I tweeted about an article um, that proves how taking a warm bath or a warm shower uh, helps you improve your sleep. But again, everything to me is really personal. So you need to try what works for you. For me, only hot does not because otherwise I, I become too warm. And so I like to switch hot and cold. Mm. Wow. So that's cool. So as far as when you have someone first venturing in and they're like, they first discover you, where do, would you recommend that they start? Do, do they speak to someone? I mean, cause it's, there's, there's a variety of ways to enter and looks like into your realm of sleep. Fit. I love that just by the way, sleep performance, you're getting sleep fitness. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's cool. We want to make you sleep fit, right? Yeah. So if I, if I was uh, now working with the person who has no problems to sleep is okay. How do I make you sleep fit? It's like going to the gym for, for now for working out. In this case, you know, we come to you and we help you improve your sleep performance. That is sleep fitness. Um, so, I mean, obviously the, the, the pod itself is not a, a, an impulsive purchase because uh, uh, the cover costs 1500 and the whole bed costs 3000 which is not a crazy amount for beds, but obviously mm -hmm. again, it's not a, a 99 bucks purchase. Right. But again, temperature is the biggest factor impacting your sleep quality outside sleep medical disorders. So at least I will look at that because I think just knowing the importance of temperature is just good for your knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then there are all these accessories, as you were saying, there are the supplements, there is the, the gun, there is the, the massage boots, the compression boots, there are the blue wave glasses that our customers love. You can wear them at night to you know, protect your eyes from the blue light and that should help you fall asleep faster. Um, and we will increase the amount of uh, accessories that we offer because at the end of the day, we want to be this platform where you go and you find all the best premium products for uh, improving your sleep performance. Absolutely, I think that's phenomenal. So there's so much information on the just sleep technology and then the sleep research. Um, is there also other things that you found that you like to maybe have other resources that people can also learn about? like? Just actually just learning about sleep, I think, is important because people don't understand the importance of it. Is there any good resources that you like to refer people to? I mean, there is a book that is very easy to read and, and I think makes sleep very interesting. That is Why We Sleep uh, from Matthew Walker. We have no association with, with him, but Matthew, uh, he's a professor, I believe, at Berkeley. Um, he, he, he really explains sleep really well. And you understand the importance of sleep on your health. Plus, there is also a full section about thermoregulation uh, that explains, and it comes from him and clinical studies that, that he you know, makes reference to the importance of thermoregulation on, um, on your body. And so all the thousands of people that have read it, you, you find it on Amazon, but it has amazing reviews. Mm -hmm. So that is the simplest. Other than that, there is not much. I mean, there are clinical studies but clinical studies usually are always run on a very small number of people. Uh, 
Mm. Uh, that is the problem of sleep, right? It's, it's very hard for, for traditional research to have scale. Mm. Um, and that is an area where we would like to help uh, even without getting anything back. But if we can help more researchers to study what happens in the night and the correlations, the big thing we see is correlation based on what you eat, based on your glucose levels, based on how much you train, on the steps that you took. All that part it has been really hard to be developed in the past because sleep is so hard to monitor. And if you go to a sleep clinic, your sleep is completely different from your sleep at home. And that is what we hope to unlock. Wow. So it's not only providing a solution for better sleep, but also continue learning so you can continue to innovate and develop yeah. additional yeah. ways to help. <laughs> yeah. This is really fun. I almost feel like we should be able to write a prescription for something like this for technology for individuals and then maybe have insurance coverage or something like that. Cause I think about my seniors, you know, my patients who are older, um, their sleep quality tends to maybe wane for over various reasons. Um, pain or different things i mean it's really yeah. fascinating huh. i think it's gonna happen right because yeah. it's in the best interest of insurance companies imagine all that can happen in terms of uh, preventive health in, right. you know in particular with senior people because i think the beauty of our device because you don't have to wear it and you don't change your habits it's not even so much on the single night but is the device that you use every single day for the next 10 years because think of a bed, right? You mm -hmm. buy it and you keep it. And so people like you, in the next two years, you will be able to monitor your seniors and have all their data daily from the past four years. Mm. And that is where patterns becomes really relevant, even more than a single anomaly of a single day. Right, right. I mean, because, you know, you send people home with like things, for example, Holter monitors where they're monitoring and when it's, they, they click it, some of them, different ones, an event monitor, when they feel it. But these are things that they may not feel in the middle of the night, right? So these are, that can be very helpful there. I mean, I could come up with multiple ways <laughs> your technology would help. Because the, the, besides family medicine, I do lifestyle medicine, which is basically there's six pillars and sleep is one of them. And mm -hmm. I think it's probably the most anemic of our teachings um, for physicians or health professionals on how to help people get better sleep because I don't, I don't you know, other than the, the general sleep hygiene, dark room, quiet, <laughs> don't screen time, um, all those different things. But uh, I think that would be really, really interesting. Um, fascinating. This is really cool. Um, as far as any final advice would you have for someone to share with them about uh, sleep or your company or how to get started? I know I will definitely put the links to your company and everything there. Is there anything specific you'd like to share? So, I mean, the, the most important thing to me, I'm a sleep ambassador, right? That, that is what I care about. Sleep is one of the three pillars of health together with nutrition and fitness. So take mm -hmm. care of your sleep. Uh, sleep for one hour more for a week and, and then tell us how you feel. Um, mm. And I can bet you will feel great. You will feel re-energized. So don't compromise on that because it could have implications on your daily life and your health, long-term health. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. It's um, uh, M, uh, like Matteo underscore Franceschetti, which is my last name. You can find also on, my, uh, on our homepage that is 8sleep.com. And so you can just tweet to me and I'll reply and, and share any advice. 
Excellent. I think that's phenomenal. Yes, I didn't say your 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 last name earlier because I was butchering it. So yeah. <laughs> it's too complicated, but you you find it on our or website, aidsleep.com. Yes, Marvis is my husband's Filipino, so it's a very simple Marvis. <laughs> um, well, this has been really fun and interesting and intriguing. I I really hope people take the time to investigate further. Um, what you have to offer and, and really just kind of watch where you're growing. It'll be really fun to see, you know, the, the new horizons that you reach and um, everything. But thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.